Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. As a four-year-old, I hated tying my shoes. I was terrible at it and progress was just not happening. One morning, I was throwing a fit because my mom told me to tie my shoes before we left the house. And I was trying to avoid this horrible responsibility while crying and screaming up on the fourth step of the staircase. The ceiling above the staircase extended from the second floor horizontally to the space above the first step. There, it met a vertical wall that connected the second floor ceiling to that of the first. So if you would, imagine a big upside-down L. So my punk ass is screaming in one of the lower steps, and my gaze drifts upward after a few minutes. I stop crying immediately, and I go silent. I distinctly remember seeing a man in a sharp black suit with the head of a boar. It had the tusks and the fur and everything, but it was blue. This creature was bracing itself in the corner of the ceiling like a ninja, right above my head, staring down at me. He didn't say anything to me, but I know what he wanted. My mom began to ask me what happened because she had noticed my abrupt change in mood. I cut her off in a monotone, saying only, he told me to be good. That story was sent anonymously. When I was around 12, my mother had to go out of town for a bit, and she left me at home alone for a few days. We lived close to relatives, so it wasn't that big of a deal back then. She refused to give me a mobile phone because she figured that she could just call me on the landline if anything came up. She told me the date when she'd be back, and that was that. The date arrives, and I hear my mom knocking on the door downstairs, calling my name. My dog, who loved her, got excited when she heard her voice as she ran down the head to greet her. She got to the door and then freaked the hell out and ran back upstairs to me. I refused to go down and open the door. The phone started ringing, and the knocking stopped. I picked up the phone to hear my mom say, Hey, I'm sorry. I have to stay one more day here. I'll head home tomorrow. Someone or something pretended to be my mom, but it didn't fool the dog. That was from Melissa in Dallas. This happened when I was 17, when I was back still living at my childhood home. I was sneaking out late at night to meet some friends. I went through the back door of the house, and as I turned to face the door, I could just feel something watching me. I thought I was busted. I turned to look to see who caught me, and I saw a totally monochrome figure. The hair was completely black, like blacker than black. Her face was like a static washed over white or gray, and she was wearing a dress that was between the two colors. No facial features whatsoever. Just a silhouette of a young girl facing me. I reached for the door as fast as I could. When I went to shut it, it closed very quickly on me. I bolted through my yard and onto the street. I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being followed. I stayed at my friend's that night. Soon after this happened, I was up late with my mom watching a movie. My dad had just passed away. We finished our movie and say goodnight after turning the TV, the stereo receiver, and the DVD player off, all with their own separate remotes. After a short period of time in bed, I'm jarred awake by the sound of static with the speakers cranked up and the TV was on with no input. 
My mom and I meet in the hallway, surprised to see that we had both been awakened to an empty house. A few years ago, when I was 23-ish and graduated from college, I finally told my mom about the first occurrence. Before I'm able to finish my description of the ghost, she finishes for me, telling me that her and her friend used to see a little girl in our backyard playing in a sundress. She said that she looked to be maybe 12 years old. Our neighbor, who was the original owner, shared a story with us about the family that originally bought the house after it was built. It was a young family whose daughter passed away from leukemia. She would have been about the right age. Looking back, the girl wasn't scary or harmful. My sister and I had the same impression. To this day, I believe what we saw, and I haven't seen anything like it ever since. I also want to add that my dog used to scare the crap out of me because he would randomly stare down the hall to my sister's room, and he would growl with his hair on end. It would always freak me out, and I never connected the two until sometime after seeing this ghost or whatever it is we may have seen. A story was sent from Cory in New Mexico. Okay, so there's a lot of people who apparently experience the same thing that my family goes through. There have been a lot of death in my family. My grandfather passed away one night after a heart attack. The day before, I was sent home from school for feeling physically ill. Not that strange, I was in second grade. But that's not the only time that it happened. My neighbor passed away. We were very close to her. I was about nine at the time, and I came home from school and I told my mom that she was probably dying. I found out that she had died that morning in her sleep. My grandmother called my mom in a panic once. She said something was wrong with her son, my uncle. No phone calls were made. She just woke up feeling off. Turns out that he fell, he hit his head, and he died that night. I knew my mom passed away the night that she went missing, or at least I felt like she did. I couldn't describe it. I wanted my dad to check the damn garage, but he didn't. He said no. She was found the next day, dead, in the garage. She had died the night before from carbon monoxide poisoning. My grandmother was prepared the night that my dad passed away. She handled his death very calmly. He had a heart attack and passed away the same night at home in bed. Apparently, she felt like it was going to happen. My sister had a roommate whose boyfriend went missing. He was a bit of a scumbag, so the roommate assumed that he was just off with another woman or getting drunk or being a general butthole. However, roommate called my sister at about 1.30 p.m. the next day crying. She said that she thought he was dead. Now keep in mind that this isn't the first time that he's gone missing and she had never panicked before about it. This time, though, it just felt different to her, though. She got a phone call immediately after talking to my sister. He was killed in a car accident a few hours previous. I still don't believe in ghosts or psychics or mediums or whatever. I also still don't have an explanation for stuff like this. What I can say though is that I panic now every time that I feel sick with no warning. Death is a bit terrifying. That story was sent anonymously.
My grandmother suffered from heart problems and worsening dementia after my father passed away, as they were very close. After a few years staying in a nursing home, she could just remember who we were and that was about it. If you came and ate breakfast with her, she would have forgotten the entire event by lunch. Anyways, one night, we get a call that my uncle, who lived in the next state over, had committed suicide. We waited a few days until a good day, when she was more mentally stable, to visit Granny and break the news. We get there and start some small talk, but before we get to the subject at hand, she says, deadpan, Well, I guess Jeff is the only one left. We ask her about it, and she tells us that Terry, the son that we came to tell her about, had shot himself. Mind you, he lived in a different state, and none of the family back home had any of the details yet, and had no idea how he had done the deed, just that he had died. We asked a little bit more, and she basically told us that Uncle Terry had called her a few nights ago and told her that he had just shot himself in the head. We later, nearly a month later, learned that he did in fact shoot himself in the head. So either my uncle's ghost has better phone service than I do, which is scary, or he was still conscious immediately afterwards and was able to make a phone call, which is horrifying. Or he called her just before killing himself to say goodbye, which is absolutely depressing. And she interpreted it completely wrong, but managed to remember it all the same. That story was from Ginger in Florida. When I was in elementary school, I shared a queen-size bed with my older sister and our family dog, a mutt that looked like a short-haired lassie. The dog would sleep at the foot of our bed every night. When I was about six years old, I woke up one night around midnight and I saw a dark figure standing at the foot of the bed. The figure was entirely in black without any eyes or a face. I tried to wake my sister up, but she rolled over to go back to sleep. My sister must have accidentally kicked the dog because the dog woke up raised her head and started growling at the figure at the foot of the bed. The growling then woke my sister up and she saw the figure and started screaming. When my parents came into the room and turned the light on, nothing was there. To this day, both my sister and I are adamant that we saw a ghost or a demon in our room. We know we aren't crazy because the dog saw it too. A story was sent from Kim in Calgary. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents eerie encounters if you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com